0: Right now, now this is Karanveer Mundred, the Chief Ideation Officer at Atharva Marcom, and you're listening to the future of branded content marketing and PR, co powered by the Branded Content Marketing Association. So, hi, Mr. Uh, Ingham, and welcome to the show. Uh, you know, we, we do this. Uh, this is the Branded Content Marketing Association's uh, podcast which is called The Future of Branded Content Marketing uh, and PR and we talk about everything related to uh, brands, content, marketing and PR and how PR is literally taking over the world and and most of the problems in the world are, are actually, uh, you know, uh, probably either PR problems or solved by PR. You know, when I when I look at uh, whether it's uh, healthcare issues or global issues or, you know, issues that are discussed in the US, and um, a lot of them are seen to be as PR issues. You know? so, so, tell me a little bit about you know, your journey because you are kind of the PR man of the world. Uh, so, tell us your journey of PR and your, what's happening at the PRCA and, and everything that, that, that's happening with the members. Sure.
1: And let me say thank you for inviting me to be here. It's a pleasure to be talking with you. Um, So I'm Francis Ingham. I have uh, two principal jobs. Um, I'm the Director General of the PRCA, which was set up 50 years ago. And I'm the Chief Executive of ECO, which was set up 30 years ago, uh, coincidentally both on this anniversary. Um, So the PRCA operates predominantly in the UK, but increasingly overseas. We're the the largest PR association in the world. Uh, We represent and regulate, and the regulate bit's important, um, over 30,000 people in the UK, and we have offices in Dubai, Singapore, we're about to open in Buenos Aires, uh, and we launched PRC Russia um, a couple of weeks ago, and we represent, regulate, and um, give guidance and insight to our members uh, via the PRC services. Um, Eco is the umbrella body uh, for forty-one associations around the world, including in India, um, and we uh, provide international network of senior-level people. Again, giving links around the world, intelligence, um, a- and general um, leading the industry forward ethically and professionally. Um, my background is in public relations and politics and public affairs. So I, uh, I, were, I went to university at Oxford uh, where I read politics, philosophy and economics. I was the press officer for the Oxford Union uh, dealing with lots of high-profile people from all around the world. Uh, and then I went to work for the Conservative Party as an advisor, worked in public affairs subsequently to that. And I've been, um, I've been running the PRCA for 12 years now and eco for seven at the same time. Um, we have moved the PRCA from being a very niche, tiny organisation to being the world's largest PR body. And I, I announced today at our national conference in London uh, the intention to expand even further around the world and to push one really important thing. Um, two years ago, we expelled Bell Pottinger for its unethical behaviour and on uh, arguably the world's most famous PR company. And on the back of that, we've grown very strongly, and associations around the world have embraced uh, the need to be ethical, to have high standards for their members and to enforce those standards, and we push that through PRCA and ECO, so that's our big mission really, to raise standards around the world, and that's the job, um, that's the job that I do.
0: That's really interesting. So, uh, you know, that's uh, something which let's talk about uh, a bit about ethics because uh, I think ethics in PR is something which. Um, is really important mm-hmm. uh, it's something which 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 is important but it is probably not as well defined uh, so what do you i mean the, the, if you, pr pr agencies generally are open to do doing pr for anyone who pays who writes the check so, so and the organization you know you made you know uh, one another pr pr company may be doing a, you know pr for i don't know a rogue country a rogue organization it's, PR is PR and, you know, turning them. So tell us what, what, what do you define as ethics and, you know, if you want to touch upon the, the case in which uh, somebody was expelled, that's, uh, that's, that, uh, that's up to you. So
1: let me say this. I, I see the global PR industry um, in the 66 countries in which we operate and I'm perfectly aware that there are different expectations, standards... Okay and norms in those different countries. But there are certain core principles, I think, that hold true. And um, on the back of our expulsion of Bell Pottinger, I'll come back to that in a moment if that's okay, um, ECO announced in Helsinki in 2017, 10 principles as the baseline for which PR practitioners around the world uh, ought to behave. And they're things like tell the truth, um, think about the public interest, don't stir up racial hatred, don't spread fake news, don't do astroturfing, basic things that we can all adhere to. Um, so I recognize we are different stages of how we behave and that's perfectly natural, um, but I think there are basic principles we can adhere to as well. Now in the UK, take the UK example, um, We have a really well-established code of conduct that we've enforced for exactly 50 years Um, and it has a very rigorous legalistic process for um, adjudicating complaints and for making public, making public is crucial, the results of those complaints. Um, a, A couple of years ago we received a complaint from the Democratic Alliance, the main opposition party in South Africa about the work being undertaken by Bell Pottinger, arguably, as I've said before, I think, the world's most famous PR company, being undertaken in South Africa by it. Um, It was work for a very uncontroversial client, Oak Bay Capital, Um, but it was very controversial work. It was a a campaign called White Minority Capital, saying that essentially, um, if you were poor, or whatever problem you had in South Africa, and if you weren't white, there was a reason for it, and it was about the control of capital by a minority of the country, and the only, re- the only way to stop being poor was to take control of that capital. Um, you can have your views on that, uh, that's not uh, our concern, but what it did do was stir up racial hatred, tension, um, and it was a it's a terrible example of the power of PR used for ill. Um, we consider that complaint. We expelled Bell Pottinger um, after a very lengthy and thorough process. Within one week of expelling them, the company no longer existed. Well, And... That to us is the prime example of self-regulation working, of the industry having ethics, and of ethics being global, because the work being done was being directed from London, but the work was being delivered in South Africa. Um, On the back of it, the industry in the UK could have run away Uh, and said, we don't want to be involved in the PRC, they expel people, and when they do, bad things happen. They came to us. We've grown by at least a third in the last couple of years, partially on the back of the expulsion of Bell Pottinger. And I think we've helped to set global expectations and global standards. And my my message to PR practitioners would be this. um, 10 years ago, the same piece of work, the same complaint Um, I am certain Bell Pottinger would have survived it, but social media has changed the whole atmosphere in which we all work for the better, um, and there's nowhere to hide. Um, And I would say to PR practitioners around the world, do the right thing, be ethical, um, both because it's the right thing to do, but also because there is no place to hide, and Mm. it's in your own personal interests. To do the right thing and be ethical
0: branded content marketing is predicted to be at the heart of every marketing strategy and there is growing evidence that there will be a significant shift in budgets to support it however there is still confusion as how to do it who should do it and how it is measured this podcast brings to you the knowledge the skills and the secrets you need to take to take you to the absolute cutting edge of branded content. This podcast is in partnership with the BCMA. The BCMA is the global industry body for branded content practitioners, run by practitioners, promoting best practice, sharing knowledge and growing the branded content industry. To know more, go to the BCMA. Go to www.thebcma.info. But how do you decide uh, what is ethical? That's Hmm. a very you know all the principles which you spoke about—the uh, the two, three principles which mm. you. Start. So
1: I I completely understand that, and we've always said the PRCA and and Eco that it's perfectly possible to do to, to work for controversial causes. Um, and if I look at the PRCA's membership um, in the UK. We have Philip Morris International, tobacco company. Um, We have the UK Department of Health. Um, One might well say they have slightly conflicting... Very conflicting. (laughs) Um, And it's not for us to judge on um, the promotion or otherwise of smoking. Um, But what we do say is we can have rules about how... You promote what is um, a legal point of view on both sides, um, and that promotion involves a certain core principles, so not stirring up hatred and um, having regard for the public interest as you justifiably see it um, and We would always say that there 's black there 's white, and there 's a lot of gray that there 's stuff that is clearly wrong, there's stuff that 's clearly right. right. And there's a lot of debatable stuff in the middle. Um, and that's the matter of judgment that I think mature um, PR associations, and I'll say there are mature associations in, in each of the 66 countries equal or pro in, that mature associations can take a valid judgment on. Um, and, you know, when, when we consider complaints or issues... They're considered by people who are not conflicted, so are independent of that complaint or that issue, and who are senior, and who have a perspective, um, and who take their responsibilities seriously. And I think that's the only way you can juggle these conflicting demands and interests.
0: So let me touch upon another uh, probably um, uh, topical as well as difficult subject and the and the subject of privacy mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh, it's been in the news all over you have the you know everyday the facebooks and the googles and the collection of data and uh, you know uh, everything to uh, and and pr kind of depends on knowing on on data and collection of data i mean the more we know about our target audience the more we are good at yeah. r- at Influencing uh, the target audience, so our job is kind of influencing a certain target audience, which we really, which we know about. Mm-hmm. So, where does where does this entire debate go in your perspective, in terms of in in terms of securing data, in terms of securing people's information, but at the same time, we need that information to well, to I, I, do good PR. I, I distinguish. I make two distinctions.
1: Um, we are very clear that the future of the PR industry in the UK and around the world is about data-driven insight, um, but that data needs to be anonymised. Um, and you've had the case of Cambridge Analytica and others where it hasn't been anonymised, and that's the key issue. That
0: isn't anonymized we have another debatable term.
1: Um, it, it could be, um, <laughs> but but I, I think securing uh, data that aggregates blocks and where you can say this is how we target different sectors of, of people without knowing specifically who those people are, that's absolutely fine. Um, having the personal data of people and how they personally operate and then um, uh, targeting them is a different matter. Now I completely accept that um, uh, Amazon knows a very great deal about my personal tastes and my life. Um, I opt into that. I can opt out of it at any point I like. I know that uh, Vodafone... You can't really. You can't, well, I can't stop using it. I can stop using it. <laughs> It'll stop your life. I stop using it. Um, I know that Vodafone knows exactly where I go and where I am. Um, I think those are justifiable things so long as they are regulated and kept within boundaries. Um, the temptation for commercial benefit to go over those boundaries is clear And that's where, first of all, self-regulation works, or no, in fact, that's where personal morality works in the company level and at a personal level, then where self-regulation works. And if that fails, that's why governments step in. And that's perfectly understandable. I take it to a a, a broader distinction as well, though. So RPRCA code um, says be truthful, but also um, observe confidences. And there is, and I'm being honest about this, an inherent conflict in those two competing uh, requirements. So if your client you happen to know is gay, uh, but pretends to be straight, or if they have mental health illness, but uh, say they don't, um, then you have those two competing priorities. um, And that's where we would say that personal morality and then self-regulation and organisations that can juggle those competing priorities um, have a role to play. And when I when I lecture in universities and I've lectured at the um, on a regular basis, the University of Westminster and the American University in London and elsewhere, I, I always say to students of PR who are going to be the uh, going to be the the big people in our industry in the years to come. These are matters of judgment. These are the grey areas, and this is why you have to give serious thought to morality, and to ethics, and to professional standards, so that you can make those judgments fairly.
0: So, what would you, your, um, you know, two-minute suggestion to the hundreds of people or thousands of people who would watch this and try to, you know, learn about the principles of PR? Uh, what would you tell them? Um. I'd say be true to yourself.
1: I'd say in, in every instance of ethical choice, I've seen the 12 years I've been around the PRC and the 7 at Eco, um, it comes down to people knowing they're doing the wrong thing, knowing they're making the wrong choice. Um, and they can only make the right choice... Having given things proper thought ahead of it. But I think generally people who transgress our codes or other people's codes um, or who wreck people's lives um, do so knowing they're making the wrong choice. So I'd
0: always say make the right one. I think people always from their heart know yeah. whether they are doing the right thing or not. I they mean, the, 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 the heart always knows kind of thing. I, I cannot believe, for example, with Bell Pottinger, that people looking at it. And seeing the
1: content that was being driven by their company's work, and seeing the consequences, I can't believe they would have looked at it and thought, this is cool. I really believe they must have looked at it and thought, this is terrible, but. And it's when you get to the but moment that you ought to say to yourself, hang on a moment, let's pause Let's think about can I can I look myself in the mirror uh, if I do this thing? And I think, by and large, if you pause, look in the mirror, you're going to say no, and you're going to do the right thing, not the wrong thing.
0: Wow. So I mean, there, there we could continue talking about it, but I think you have a national conference too, <laughs> to to go to, and you've taken out very precious time for for, for this. So uh, as as a few more, like as a as a closing, as few closing remarks. Where do you think you know? Because when I go out, I see the the many exhibitors who have uh, exhibited their uh, their products. A lot of them is technology, and so so where is uh, where is PR going in the future? Where do you think think the next ten years? Because I think that's 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 the length that one can really somewhat predict in in any uh, industry. Um, (laughs) um, The next ten years. So.
1: I first began the membership body in the UK in PR 15 years ago, Uh, and my then boss said um, he didn't think the internet was here to stay. Well, (laughs) Uh, and, (laughs) you know, that that gives the perspective, I I suppose. I disagreed with him, I'm happy to say. Um, So it's hard to say where it's going, but what I do know is this. I think artificial intelligence is a big thing. We don't know how it's going to play out. You know, we speak with uh, agency and in-house leaders all around the world about AI, and they say, we think it's gonna be epic, really important, really powerful. And then we say, in what way? And they don't really know, and that's the reality. Um, You know, most people don't really know what the big changes ahead of them are after all, do they? Not just now, but historically. Um, But the four big trends we see in the industry um, are are these. Um, Chief execs are investing more in corporate reputation, so they see the failure of big companies because of their reputation crashing, often on social media, so they're investing more in it. Um, The second one is marketing spend continues to move from advertising towards PR because we're more agile. We can tell a story better than others. We, We see PR agencies offering a different range a broader range of services than they have done previously Um, and we see um, the growth of digital and I think digital skills are pervasive massively important to the future of the industry of the economy globally Um, and the data we run with ECO every year says people are investing in them they're making that shift the big challenge they face is um, attracting um, talented people you have those skills. And the problem they face, if I might say so as a, you know, as a comment, is that the people at the top, uh, pr- probably including myself, um, often don't know what they're looking for in the people they're recruiting. They don't understand the skills that are needed. So that's the big challenge that bosses have to be uh, almost as versatile in digital as the people they're hiring. And that's wow. a big challenge for the future.
0: That's a lot, and I think uh, you're leading it absolutely from the front with the PRCA, and uh, you know it's it's absolutely amazing what your organization has been able to do in this very confused and, and challenging way of PR. So thank you so much for uh, for giving us your time. Well, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak to your listeners. It was a pleasure. Thanks thank you very so much. much. Stay connected with the podcast on iTunes. Give us a five star rating reach out to us at atharva.markom@gmail.com at gmail.com or follow us at thebcma.info See you next time. May the force of branded content continue to change your world.